welcome to the Artist Appeals. This is Erin Sparler and I'm your host. In the Artist Appeals, we interview artists, crafters, photographers, and business professionals about the business of art. I hope you'll join us and enjoy the show. Quick offer here. Can I make you an offer? I hope that's all right. I have a new online course. I've been working really hard to build this course for you. It summarizes everything we've been talking about in the Artist Appeals, the seven-step system for building a business in the arts. It was there to help you make your art appeal. Takes everything I've learned from 12 years of college, plus all this information from all these great guests, plus five special bonuses, five special bonus classes worth over $350 thrown right in for free. You can check it out at theartistappeals.com. Course starts September 17th, and for a limited time, we're offering an amazing discount. So please visit theartistappeals.com and make your art appealing. Let's talk about A, the second A in the Appeals 7-step system. It stands for Amplify Through Automation. So. The appeals is meant to help you build a business in the art. It is to help you make your artwork appeal more. So the seven-step system helps your artwork appeal to more people and more customers. So how do we do that? Well, we've got to get more customers. We've got to get more eyeballs on our work. So the first A was art, building art. Second P was, the first P actually, was product. Then we had presentation, educate, and now amplify. There is a summary of each one of those, the entire process, the all seven steps in the podcast. If you haven't listened to that, feel free to listen to it and catch up real quick. Or if there's one of those that you haven't listened to already, feel free to go back and listen to the breakout podcast lectures on each of those individual steps, art, product, presentation, educate, and amplify. So this is A for amplify. What is amplifying? What is amplifying through automation? Well, amplify means to make louder or get bigger, right? So how do we extend our reach? A typical return rate or a conversion rate on a typical old school direct mailing, that would be when you you know send a letter in the mail or a postcard or something like that, is only like 1% to 2%. So if you used to have gallery shows, I used to have gallery shows where I'd send out postcards and you might send 100 postcards, only two, maybe if you're lucky, 3% might respond to that postcard and actually come to the gallery exhibit. And then you would need to follow up with personalized phone calls to increase that. That would help. You could do other little tips and tricks like adding personalization because everybody likes personal letters. But if it was just a standard kind of snail mail, like junk mail type looking thing, it might go straight in the trash. So it's very low. 1% out of 100 is like 1. 2% is 2. 3% is 3. So you need to have a pretty big list. You need to have like 1,000. That means on 1,000 people, you might get one that responds to your offer. So, you know, we hear a lot about followers on social media and numbers, people having thousands of followers, you know, 10,000 and a million and, you know, stuff like that. But the new metric beyond the numbers 
is actually the engagement. So this idea of how much do your followers or the people you're interacting with respond to you? Do they comment? Do they, you know, do they just like? A like is not really that much of an engagement. It's a little bit of an engagement, but, you know, a comment is so much more valuable because you're having personal interaction. You're responding to people. So you could spend all day, every day on the internet, on social media, just responding to people, just putting content out there, just reaching out to people. I mean, you could spend your life doing that and get nowhere. Trust me, I know this. I've been there. I've done that. So you've got to be efficient because we want to create artwork as well, right? And of course, we all have real lives too. We have families and spouses and kids and pets and real jobs, you know, nine to five jobs. Oh, although art is a real job. Let me just back up and say that building a business in the arts, if you are attempting it, props hands down to you because building a business in the arts is a real job. Capital R-E-A-L-L-E. Excuse me. I spelled that wrong. Why? Why on the end? <laughs> I ever mentioned I'm a bad speller? So it takes work. It takes effort. Back to automating. How do you get bigger? How do you not spend every single moment of your day on social media and have a real life and be present and in the moment? Well, through automation. There are lots and lots and lots of different apps out there. Lots and lots. Some might work better for you than others. I'm going to tell you what I use that I have tested a lot of them. I've tested lots of the different apps. One of the biggest ones out there is Hootsuite, which is a nice one. But right now I'm really loving uh, Meet Edgar. Meet Edgar. It has a little octopus for a logo. And what I really love about this is you can schedule content. So if you have a blog, if you have a podcast, if you have websites that you like to follow, somebody else's website even, if you have any of that, if you have quotes, whatever, you can feed it all into Meet Edgar. It's Meet Edgar. And it will post at the times you tell it to post to all of your different social media platforms. So you can tell it to put a quote on Twitter and a blog post on LinkedIn. It will handle many, many different social media accounts, whether they're your business account or your personal account. It can do all of them. And what's kind of cool is it has what's called a queue, kind of like a line. You know, in England, they call a queue a line. Here in United States, a queue is just a something you hit a pool ball with. But this queue is the lineup of what's going to go into your social media. So you can set the actual times that you want things to post. So for example, a tip or trick would be to set a post, say you were going to do a quote of the day, you could have it post every single day at a certain time. The little tip though, is to not set it for say, 8am, 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 because that looks very impersonal. You can set it for 801 and 802 or something like that. And then, now here's the part though that you need to do is that you do need to create engagement by interacting with the people. So you can automate your output. You can automate your content going out. And then you can supplement it with personalized posts, personalized tweets or personalized behind the scenes photo shoots from Instagram. So the regular stuff that you can do repeatedly or the stuff that you want to post, you know, you could go in on Sunday night, for example, 
spend an hour looking at the internet, finding articles that you want to share out, and post them for the week, that type of thing. It also will create variants for you. So you can have different comments, different quotes that you can put with the content. So say you find a quote that you really like, you can ask somebody a question about it. So once you've got all this set up, it will post the content for you. Now your responsibility is to go in and to respond to people and to engage and interact. So we want to get bigger, right? And people want to have connections with people. People want to buy from people. People want to connect with people. People want to connect with emotions. And how do we do that? We do that through story. So you've got to go out there and see where people have commented on your content that you're putting out there and respond to them. So one of the ways to do this is I mentioned Hootsuite earlier. In Hootsuite, there's actually an option to look at mentions. You can do this in Twitter as well, or you can just look at the notifications in Facebook or Instagram and just go down through. And I like to go down through and look for people that commented, people that just, you know, gave you a heart or liked it. Well, there's not much you can do with that, right? But if somebody's commented, I always, always try and comment back and strike up a conversation. If you can ask them a question in return, if you can answer their question or create some kind of feedback by opening a conversation with a question, do it. It's the best thing you can do. Now, another strategy. This one comes straight from Debbie, Debbie Saviano. She is the social media marketing maven. She is in one of our earlier episodes. If you haven't listened to that one, go and check it out. She's really amazing. She's so candid and so open, and she's 70. And she is the marketing, social media marketing guru for Women's Leadership Live. And she talks about social media out there all the time. And she says, look, if I can do it at the age of 70, so can you. So you can do it. One of her tips that I think is just brilliant is to just focus on five companies or five people or five influencers or five brands or five whatever that you want to connect with. So you go and you look at their website, you figure out what their handles are, what their Twitter feed name is and what their Facebook is and whatever, and you follow them and you figure out what hashtags they like to use and then you tag them. So there's two different things. There's at mentions where you do at and then the name of the user. So for example, mine would probably be at my Instagram feed where I'm doing Enso Circles would be at Aaron.circles, right? Pretty easy to remember. It's a nice handle that's easy to remember. And, you know, on Twitter, you might tag me as at Aaron Sparler or something like that. And that actually lets people know that you've mentioned them in a comment. And then it gives that notification board or Hootsuite or whatever you're using to track mentions a little note. And you go in and you respond to those people because they're talking directly to you. The other one is hashtags. So hashtags, if you're not familiar with them, they're everywhere and people like to make fun of them. Some of them, you know, are just plain old funny. You know, people will put hashtags like I'm having a mom moment where it's like a whole sentence. So it's hashtag, oh my God, this is crazy. But those aren't the really effective ones. Those are meant to be silly. The hashtags that are really effective are the ones that you go to the brand or the in influencer or the person or whoever you want to connect with. And the hashtag is a way to look at all those posts about a topic. 
It's kind of like card catalogs. So if you used to go into a library and you got learned how to use a card catalog, you know that you could search by an author's last name. But if you didn't know the author's last name, you can also search by subject. So a hashtag is more like the subject. So you might hashtag, well, one of the hashtags I always use is like I heart art or minimalism, you know? And so when you search minimalism, it's going to pull up all the artwork that is tagged or hashtagged with minimalism. So you can find five hashtags that you want to participate in and comment on and follow. This is a great way to find other artists. This is um, brands will start their own hashtags. So sometimes they'll have a hashtag that's specific to them where they're actually asking people to use this hashtag. And then they have somebody in the marketing department that is monitoring that hashtag. Okay. So social media involvement, engagement. Finally, the next thing to do is to be consistent. So set yourself a schedule. This one also comes from Debbie. She's really adamant that she does an hour in the morning and an hour at night. So she just gets up in the morning and she does an hour before, you know, while she's doing her coffee or whatever, and then an hour at night. That may be too much for some people. Like, I don't know, two hours on social media seems like a lot to me with two kids that'd be like, oh, mom, what are you doing? So where will it work best for you? How can you automate this. One of the other things I do is I use my phone. So I use my apps. I've got them all in one folder called the social media folder. And I've got the LinkedIn app. I've got the Twitter app. I've got the Hootsuite app. I've got the Facebook pages app. I've got the Facebook app. I've got the Instagram app. I've got the Instagram TV app all in this folder. And I can look at them and they pop up a little bubble with a number in it that says you have this many new messages or this many notifications. You can turn notifications on or off. If you turn them on, then if something comes in that's really important, it'll pop up on your home screen and you can see, oh, I should respond to this person pretty quickly. Or, oh, this is just, you know, somebody posting stuff. So I know notifications can be sometimes a bit intrusive, but they can also be helpful for filtering out what you need to respond to right away as a business owner, and what you don't need to respond to right away. So I suggest putting all of your social media apps in one folder on your phone, turning on your notifications, and then having an idea of who is really important to respond to. Is it customers with questions? Is it brands that you're trying to engage with? And make sure that you have those notifications turned on so you can see okay, I need to respond to this right away. So that is amplification through automation. Now, there's a lot of other things about marketing plans, about social media marketing. And one thing I just want to talk about is about a marketing strategy. I mean, companies pay big bucks for in-house marketing and out-of-house marketing companies, and they all have a plan. And I recently learned a great little tip for thinking about a marketing strategy versus tactics. It's really easy to over get overwhelmed with somebody telling you all these different tactics that you should do. Oh, you got to try this. Oh, you got to post to Facebook every day. Oh, you got to make quotes on top of images. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. And then you become overwhelmed with all these tasks or tactics that you have to do. And if you're not measuring the results of those, you have no idea if they're actually working or not. So it's actually better to come with an overall 
overreaching marketing strategy, which would be a bigger picture type of thing where you think to yourself, maybe even write it down. That would be a good idea. Write it down of, okay, number one, I've got to get more people seeing my art. So how do you find people and get them to follow you? Finding followers, increasing your numbers, amplifying, right? Step one, that's the bigger over picture. And then you can put tactics underneath of that. And if you measure them and do one for a week or two weeks or three weeks and you're not getting results, then you know, go on to the next tactic. Then once you've got people and you get more people in, the next step of that is how do I get them to buy my artwork or to visit my website? How do I convert them? How do I get them to engage? So under that step of conversions, then you start to put in things like, okay, how am I going to measure that? Is it people buying off my website? Is it people visiting my website? What is the measurement and what tactics am I going to use? So what tactics am I going to use and how am I going to measure that? So you can put those tactics under that section, right? And that way you don't get overwhelmed. So the other tip about automation is the measurement part. I think that's one of the hardest parts that we really struggle with. Some people use spreadsheets where they actually create a spreadsheet and you list your tactic that you're testing out and where you started and what you get to, what your growth rate is, what your engagement is, that type of thing. So people get really heavy duty into these statistics and these numbers with spreadsheets and tracking and analytics, Google Analytics. Google Analytics is the big one for um, tracking visits to your website, conversion rates. You can set up goals. It is free. Google Analytics is totally free. There's also an app for it. But that's a whole nother topic. That is way too deep for me to get into here. But if you're into that kind of stuff, that is one of the things that I'm researching and, and into. And that will be covered a little bit more in depth in the online course, The Artist Appeals. So anyways, there you have it. You've got to have a strategy so that you don't get overwhelmed. Don't focus on the tactics. Focus on the overall strategy and what you're going to try out. And just try it for three weeks. You know, I wouldn't say a week. A week is too short because you don't know any results. But definitely, you know, do your tactics for like two weeks, maybe three weeks. See if they're working. And if you're not getting any response, don't continue to beat your head against the wall. Try a different tactic. There's a million different tactics out there. But overall, you want to look at your overall marketing strategy. So my advice is organize your apps, organize your social media apps all into one place, set up a time in which you're going to check them, turn on your notifications, have an idea of who you want to engage with, and then try to increase engagement by looking at your at mentions and the hashtags that you want to follow, those five hashtags, maybe those five at tags that you want to follow, and being consistent, just reaching out and engaging your audience. Tell stories, ask questions, have real involvement, and take the content generation, the posting off your plate by using a content generator like Meet Edgar or any of the other ones out there. Hootsuite will do it. There's lots of different apps co-schedule, whatever, where it'll post to the social media for you. So you just batch process all that on one day and then spend the rest of your time engaging and creating 
engagement. Create stories, create relationships. I hope you've enjoyed this little diatribe and lecture about amplifying through automation. And you can learn more about the whole system in our previous episode where we have a summary. We also have tons of really amazing interviewees. Go check out Debbie Saviano. She's the social media maven. She's awesome. Um, There's a lot of really great stuff in the podcast. They can all be found at theartistappeals.com. So do what you do, like what you like, comment, share, get involved with me. Hey, I'd love to engage with you and I will talk to you later. Bye. Hey, I want to take just a quick second to tell you about a new offer I have. All this information that I've been gathering from 12 years plus of teaching, plus all these interviews with amazing guests, I've summarized in the seven-step system, the appeals system for building a business in the art and making your artwork appeal. So whether you're a photographer, a designer, an illustrator, a graphic designer, whatever your specialty is, we've got something for you. It's a new online class. It's the seven-step system for making your artwork appeal. I'm going to teach you all these amazing things, summarize them all in one place, and give you a system so that you can build a business in the arts. And for a limited time, we have five bonuses thrown in for free, as well as I'm offering lifetime access to this course for all these foundational members. So if you're interested in an online class that you can take in the comfort of your home, that you have lifetime access to as it grows and develops and we get even more information, you'll have lifetime access to it for an amazing price of just $197. Go check out theartistappeals.com. Well, that's it for The Artist Appeals. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed recording it. I just love talking with all these artists and business people. It's phenomenal, and I've learned so much. I hope you've learned something, too. You can get more information. You can check out some of the links that we talked about in these podcasts at theartistappeals.com. That's theartistappeals.com. Thanks, and have a good one.